Nation. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. Fourth of the show today. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be able to do that. But here is the cool thing I got stuff to give away. I have another pair of tickets, as promised. Purdue football this Saturday game is near a sellout against Illinois. Battle for the cannon. Peel these bad boys off right now. Let's go. I want you to win them. You just got to text the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Text me the keyword. Just text me a boiler up to 765-447-4080. That number again, 765-447-4080. You text me boiler up. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. I want somebody to win tickets to Purdue and Illinois. You want to go? You don't want to get the hassle with learning how to sign up for Peacock? I got you covered. Text boiler up. 765-447-4080. That number again, 765-447-4080. We'll make somebody a winner on the show here today. Let's get started. It's Need to Know News time. Here's your Need to Know News. Well, he's getting a lot of the blame on social media today. Seiya Suzuki drops a routine fly. Braves come back from six down to beat the Cubs seven to six. Justin Steele, five and a third, six hits, three runs, six strikeouts. Javier Assad gave up two runs in an inning of work, as did Drew Smiley. Suzuki was good at the plate, though. Two for five, two RBIs. Cody Bellinger, three for four, two runs and an RBI. Game two tonight, Jameson Tyon versus Darius Vines. Last night in the playoff race, Phillies clinched a spot, so there are two remaining. And about four teams vying for it. Reds beat the Guardians. Arizona whooped the White Sox. And the Marlins got into a rain delay, so that game got postponed. So the Diamondbacks are up a full game on the Cubs. So they sit in the five, Cubs sit in the six. Marlins are a half game back from the Cubs. The the Rams, the Reds. Uh, have it to a game and a half again uh, against the Cubs. Right now, Arizona up on Chicago 3 to nothing. Miami and the Mets set to get after it here at 4-10. And then they'll play another one later on. That's a late start for a doubleheader, isn't it? Feels like it to me. But they're going to go for two tonight. Cubs, Braves, 720 tonight. 
Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Well, he took over the defensive play calling, and it's just been going so swell uh, that he's like, I'm going to go ahead and keep it. Eberflus said today that he plans to call the team's plays for the rest of the season on defense. You may remember Alan Williams was in that role as the team's defensive coordinator, and then he missed week two for personal reasons before he resigned, and then there was all those rumors of FBI raids and all kinds of stuff, and everybody claimed to have this inside story, and we still really don't know much of anything else. Except for that Eberfluss is going to continue to call the plays. Purdue men's golf team, what a finish yesterday. Wire to wire at the Winden. They're your champions. A lot of records set. Boilermakers 54-hole tally of 38 under. That's an 814. They beat East Tennessee by four shots, who was uh, the 19th-ranked team in the country. Indiana comes in at uh, third, another nine strokes behind Purdue. But they score the title here. Uh, Herman Sackney, his fourth career tournament title. Played the back nine in four under. Final round 65 of 68, 64 and 65. Got him to 16 under par. That is a school record 197. I could probably be lucky enough to play eight. I could probably play 36 at Campin and be at 197. That is absolutely ludicrous work out of that Norwegian. Good for him. He now has, uh, let's see here, top 10 finishes in 15 of 30 career events. Five rounds in the 60 this season. His stroke average is 68.88 per round, and he owns a career average of 71.41. And his 30 career rounds in the 60s are an ongoing school record and six better than second on the list. This dude is a machine. So out of all the records that Purdue set yesterday, it's Rob Bradley's 10th team title. Herman Sekdi wins his fourth career individual title. That's a new school record. At 8.14 sets the school record for the best 54-hole score by four strokes. Uh, Purdue rounds of 268, 269, 277 are tied for second, fourth, and 19th lowest rounds in school history. The 8.14 was a Wyndham Memorial Classic record, smashing the previous record set by Purdue in 2015, which was a whole 16 strokes higher at 8.30. Herman Sackney's 197, a school record by three shots. He's the first Boilermaker ever to break the 200 barrier in an event. In relation to par, his 16 under par is also a school record. He also smashed the Wyndham Memorial Classic individual record by eight shots. This is sick. So sick. Shout out to Coach Rob Bradley. Dude, I hope that new clubhouse has got a, a massive new trophy room. If not, we need to add a wing, I think. This is getting out of hand. Both these golf teams have been on fire lately. Massive, massive news in the world of the NBA. And it's bad news for the Pacers. Dame Lillard just got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Trade also involved the Suns. Bucks are basically parting with a first-rounder as well as Drew Holiday. And bringing in Dame time. 
There's some other moving parts to that, but that's the that's the gist of it. That you care if you're a Pacers fan. That division just got a lot tougher. Not that it wasn't tough to begin with to beat the Bucks. Dang. And Michigan State has fired Mel Tucker for what feels like the sixth or seventh time now. Uh, but he has been officially fired for cause today, formally completing a process that was initiated last week that just seemed ridiculous, didn't it? Tucker is under investigation for sexual misconduct and a complaint brought by a woman named Brenda Tracy, who was a speaker on sexual assault awareness for that team. In a statement, uh, the university said it had terminated Tucker's contract for his admitted and undisputed behaviors, which have brought public disrespect contempt, and ridicule upon the university and constitute a material breach of his agreement and moral, whatever this, ter- terptitude? Is that how, is that the, is that the word? Whatever. <laughs> they fired him like four times. Does he get a chance to read like another rebuttal at this? It's like a freaking high school debate team back and forth. You get an opening statement in your firing process. And then the opposing side gets to make two-minute arguments, and then you get a one-minute rebuttal followed by, like, this is the most convoluted process I have ever seen in terms of trying to fire somebody. Yeesh! And there you go. Today's need-to-know news. So get this. What a big winner yesterday on our little parlay that we put together for the MLB. Using our friends from DraftKings, who will now offer you a Wednesday MLB no-sweat bet. You gotta take advantage of this stuff. No sweat. Look, you know how I like to you know how I like to tackle these things, right? I usually like to put a unit on there, I put a little bit of risk. I don't go too crazy, but I get a little bit of risk, see if we get something around like you know, four or five units out of it. If not, you got that unit going into college football. You got that unit going into NFL football. Whatever you want to do. We try to keep it familiar as well. So let's get after it. Uh, James Italian's on the mound tonight. and Oh, boy. He's not been good since mid-August. He just came off his first win since August the 8th. After he beat Colorado, he stunk, and then he won like four games in a row. And now he's back to stinking again. Hasn't been tremendous. Likes to give up multiple homers. I mean, he had a, he had a streak going here through the beginning of August where he gave up a homer in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. And uh, eight of nine. Yeah, he's getting hit. Uh, on the road this season, much worse. Five, five, six ERA. He's just four and four. The K's per nine are down uh, about one and a half. Home runs are up. Uh, and hitters don't discriminate here, righties or lefties. Uh, they both hit uh, around 260. However, lefties have been uh, much better at cracking homers off of him. He's given up 17 uh, of his uh, 26 homers on the season. 
have come at the hands of left-handed pitching. But good news is there's not a ton of Braves here that have massive numbers against them, except in the home run department. Acuna's one for three lifetime with a homer. Olsen's one of three lifetime with a homer. Sean Murphy's two of six with a homer. Ozuna's four for 12 lifetime against him. So yeah, I'd be looking at lefties here tonight. Austin Riley is over two against him, but he he gets right. He doesn't. He's a righty. Look, Acuna's got to be on there just because it's Acuna. But Olsen's got to be a guy you're looking at for maybe two bases in this one. The question for me becomes is who do you like to win this one? I like Acuna to get a hit. I feel like I could take the Braves' money line again here. And then maybe you take Olsen on a uh, on a two-plus basis. It only gets you to about 275. I like to be a little bit crazier than that. Not a ton on Darius Vines. I don't know. Maybe you keep it that simple. It's plus 275. Quick little three legs, same game parlay. You put a leg down, uh, you, you put a unit down on there. That's what you get. I just, I'm, I've not been a fan uh, of uh, Italian. Just have it. Now, here's, I guess, what the other thing you should be thinking about here is, and I'm going to get into, say, a Suzuki here in a few minutes. But you can add him to get a hit as well. That puts you up to, let's add him on there. That puts us up to plus 450. I like it. One unit. You get four and a half back when it hits. Acuna to hit. Suzuki to hit. Olsen two plus bases. And the Braves money line. There you go. That's my play. No sweat. Make sure you take advantage of that. Also take advantage of your chance to win these tickets. I want you to go to Purdue and Illinois. This Saturday, 3.30, that's the kickoff. Just think of this. If you want these tickets, you don't have to try to watch it on Peacock, which means you'll have to sign up and go through. That's always a hassle, isn't it? Oh, get your face in the place here. Text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. You're registered to win my tickets. We'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. Text BOILERUP, 765-447-4080. Hang tight. We're going to come right back. The Cubs... What's the prognosis here? What's it look like? And honestly, the reaction of fans all over the place yesterday, but one guy took a brunt of things, and I think that uh, it's misplaced. I'll make my case. That's coming up. This is the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer. One- And welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselitis. Your chance to win Purdue, Illinois uh, football tickets Saturday. Battle for the Cannon. Text me, boiler up, the 765 447 4080, and uh, we will get you, uh, we'll get you registered. I'm going to draw on a winner at the end of the show from everybody that texts during the show. It's a pretty good chance. So get those boiler up text in the 765-447-4080. Cubs playoff hopes took a little bit of a hit last night as uh, they blew a 
to nothing lead. Lose seven to six. And I was a little bit shocked at where it seemed the consensus fell on the blame for this game. I thought maybe this could be a David Ross type thing, perhaps Javier Assad and uh, Drew Smiley. Nope. Seiya Suzuki gets all the blame for dropping that fly ball and letting Atlanta take the lead. Should he have made the catch? Yes. Was he in a good position to do it? Yes. Did he maybe lose it in the light or something? Probably. It does happen. But for a guy that's committed what? His fourth error all season? He's usually pretty reliable out there for you. For him to take the brunt of it, I'm a little surprised. Because honestly, without him the last two months, you are not in a position to make the playoffs. He hit 321 in the month of August for you. He's hitting 376 this month. When you so desperately need the run generation, he is hitting 376 for you. I'm not making excuses for what happened, but the fact that so many people were so quick to throw him under the bus, it's like, gee whiz. He did go two for five for you in that game. Had a triple. Like, cut this man a little bit of slack. It was one play that was costly. Right? Because two runs score there. You had that one in the seventh. But nobody wants to talk about what happened in the sixth inning. You know, they gave up three runs there. Acuna gets a two-run homer in the seventh. Where's the responsibility for that up 6-0? I... Who do I blame then? You know who I like to blame on this team. It remains David Ross. It will always remain David Ross. I saw some people were upset that he pulled Pete Crow Armstrong. Maybe that play doesn't happen out there if he's out there in the outfield. I mean, same thing with, like, you know, having Cockman out there. Is that really the move? Come on. No, I just, I, I just refuse to throw a guy for making a mistake under the bus that's been so solid for you all the way up to this point. Like, even in the bad times, he's been pretty solid for you. When you guys were going through that losing streak, 
And he was still one of the guys that was being pretty darn consistent and putting the, uh, the bat on the ball. He continues to come through time and again. And for some reason, the guy that hits 376, where does he get slotted at in the lineup every week? I think you should be thanking your lucky stars that you got him. And I mean, he shouldn't be. They finally have him hitting fifth, fifth or sixth last night. But how long did it take for them to actually move him all the way up there? Hitting 284 on the season. Again, I still blame David Ross for this, but here's the deal. You still have opportunities here. You still have plenty of opportunities. But you got to start playing like you played after the All-Star break. You got to start playing like you did in late July. You got Stroman back, it looks like. Slated to pitch tomorrow. And then you're going to get, you know, Hendricks and you're getting Steele in Milwaukee, which it should be a Milwaukee team that at that point is pretty locked into where they're at. I mean, you still very much have a a shot at this. I I wouldn't dwell on it. I wouldn't put the negative karma out there. You know, Arizona is still going to be uh, a big threat here because, one, they're in front of you, and, two, they're going to occupy one of those two spots that are left. You look at what's left on their schedule, and you can almost pencil them into the five spot. They still got uh, another one against Chicago tomorrow, the White Sox. And then they'll get uh, three at home versus Houston. That's hard to overcome. You know, Miami, we talked about this where you know they're playing the Mets, but the thing is they have not been... Great against the Mets this season. They've already got a slot into a doubleheader. I think that's kind of good news for you. But they also do have three at Pittsburgh at the end here. That should concern you. Although the Pirates playing better, you should know that. The Reds certainly knew it. But I just have that feeling that this is where the Pirates come in and let you down. That's what they always do. I know from personal experience. But this is essentially a three-team race. I know if Jeff Julek's listening, he's going to get mad at me for ruling out the Reds. But there's two spots, essentially, for three teams. Somebody has got to go. And I just... I don't know that you're going to leapfrog. I think it is going to be a battle down the stretch for that sixth seed here with Miami. And unless the Reds win today and the Cubs lose again, I I think the Cubs are out. Despite three at St. Louis, that series is tied 5-5. to And how many have the Reds won in St. Louis this year? 
Oh boy, they won two there. Well, they've only played two in St. Louis, so they've only they've they've won the two that they played there. Huh. Maybe I need to reconsider that position. But if you're Cubs, I, you just cannot dwell on what happened last night. You just can't. You let one get away. But if you continue to focus on that, and if the fan noise continues to be about that, um, I think there's just negative consequences. You just got to move on, take the next game, and then you, you got to take these last two here because there, you cannot leave no room for error going into Milwaukee. You cannot go into Milwaukee saying, guys, we have to win all three or two or three of these to feel really, really good. You just you have to come through here tonight. And unfortunately, I just feel like this is not the pitcher that you want to rely on to do that. Here's the good news, though. I mean, you're not dealing, it doesn't look like you're dealing with, uh, doesn't look like you're dealing with, like, Strider. So that's good news. You're at least catching him at the bottom of the rotation. So take advantage, Cubs. Otherwise, not trading anybody at the trade deadline thinking about the future, this would be one heck of a wasted season. Continue to text Boiler Up the seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. That's your chance to win Purdue Illinois football tickets for this Saturday. You want to go? Text Boiler Up seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. We'll draw the winner at the end of the show. Hang tight. Got more of the Hammer Down Show next on one zero one seven The Hammer one zero one seven The Hammer. Uh, you just got to text Boiler Up to seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. That's seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero. And uh, we'll get you registered to win those tickets. I'll draw out a winner here at the uh, at the end of the show. So if you want to go, uh, give me a holler. Boiler up, 765-447-4080. And that number is 765-447-4080. Pretty good seats, too. I said, we had one winner. I said this at the beginning of the week. I had one winner that sent me a uh, a photo of this. It's like, hey, pretty good seats. I'm putting in like row, I'm putting in section 108, which is kind of where the student section used to be. It's good seats. Not bad. Well, you think I'm just going to give you bad seats? Come on now. I got you covered. Boiler up. Text it in to 765-447-4080. Uh, a couple of things, like a little house cleaning and stuff like this. Uh, Cascade has uh, Cascade High School has left the Indiana Crossroads Conference to form that 18 league that still is going to get a uh, new name that involves Crawfordsville, Frankfurt, Greencastle, Northmont, North Putt, Southmont, and Weibo. Um, to fill that out, as the conference realignment still continues to happen, I've asked about this the other day. Would it might be every Friday I go out, well, somebody finds me and asks me what I think about. Where's Harrison and McCutcheon going to end up? 
hell no. I still don't have any clarity on whether or not they both have to go to the same conference. It's still a really weird scenario. Somebody tried to propose that they could just go right back into the NCC. I, I think there's a little bad blood there. I think one of those schools uh, between the two of them is uh, far more upset about it than the other. I, I just think there's some bad blood there. What, you know, what happens going forward? Look, this all is not done. This high school conference realignment stuff. I mean, more is coming. Now, the question, too, you know, Harrison's going to be a 6A team. Their needs might be a little bit different from what McCutcheon's are. You know, I've heard some rumblings about some, uh, you know, matchups and stuff like that to fill out the, the schedule after the NCC schedule next season. They're going to run it one more time. And I've been impressed with what I've heard with that. Whether or not that's all signed on the dotted line, but I had heard plans. But I've yet to hear anything about the conference. And while you like the conference schedule, it's nice to have, uh, it's nice to be able to compete for a title like that. You could probably get by without playing it. I think football is one of the more difficult ones there because you only play Friday nights. There's only nine weeks. And most of these conferences are going to make you play six, seven games. And you always, I think it gets harder to schedule those down the line. So really it's on athletic directors to make that happen. But in terms of where they go, that's anybody's guess. Of course, Logansport goes over to the Hoosier. And they're still down, right, going forward. I mean, it's very interesting. It's not an easy solve. It's an easier solve if a team like West Lafayette or Central Catholic wants to go someplace or is forced to go someplace. Much easier. But because of their sizes, nobody's looking to kick out you know, schools their size. It just, it, it's not happening. Like they're, both, they're both perfectly positioned, but you'll always take a smaller school. The fact that Harrison is the biggest school in the area by far, and you got to go 45 minutes north or 45 minutes south, We'll start finding other 6A schools. That's a problem for them. It's a travel problem going forward. So it's not so easily fixed as if, like, if West Lafayette became a free agent. And you've got a lot of other conferences somewhat in the region that support 3A and 4A schools. You know, you can get along with that. I, I, I don't know if there's an answer in sight. 
I think it would be easier if McCutcheon did not have to follow Harrison because I think Harrison is just, it's a different animal right now, especially with its size. But I, I hate it for the kids. I, I just do. There are some politics at play with it. That is what it is. Right or wrong. You know, there's some of that stuff here. That's where I that's where I get the most upset about it is. Uh, I just want what's right for the kids. And I think what's right for the kids is being able to play full conference slates. It's just, it's a it's a sad state, but it's happening all over all over our state right now. And it's probably going to continue for another year or two and then settle back down and then we'll be good to go for another decade or so and then schools and demographics will change and numbers will go up numbers will go down and we'll go through it again just like that wash rinse repeat it is the way of things we're gonna take a break don't go anywhere come back keep on texting to win those purdue illinois tickets if you want to go text purdue or i'm sorry text boiler up 765-447-4080 battle for the cannon is saturday i got some uh, good ones here for you if you want to win them 765-447-4080. We'll come back with the things we missed and more next on Hammer Down Show. Almost done here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Your last chance to text in, boiler up to 765-447-4080 so we can get you these Purdue versus Illinois football tickets for this Saturday. Got a good, good ones right here. We're sitting in like section 108. That's not bad. I won't tell you what row, but it's definitely not the top. I'll tell you that much. They're still pretty darn good. You want to win them? Text boiler up 765-447-4080. I'll draw one out here in uh, uh, about 10 minutes. I want to get into some of the things that we may have missed today. First off, we were all sick and tired of the Colorado hype train going into week three. You complained about it, and what you came out of week three with uh, was the Taylor Swift talk, right? Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. And you quickly said, I'm tired of this. The Swifties are insufferable. You weren't. You, you didn't want to mess with that. He said, just stop it. Don't want it to be a thing. Well, here's the good news. Kelsey said, you know, everybody had their fun, but now, see, I don't brought this attention to me. I did the whole friendship bracelet thing, and I told everyone how uh, hurt that I couldn't meet her. You miss 100% of shots you don't take. But here's the deal. Now that uh, everybody has gotten into this, he's now going to respect the privacy. Not going to talk about it. Right? You got You got everything that you're going to get. It's over now. So if you were looking for more of this, you're not going to get it. Now, here's my point with this. This is what Kelsey's saying. Swift seems to be a private person to begin with. You don't want to hear any more of it, right? So then, perfect. We're all in agreement. We're all going to shut up about it. We're not going to ask any more questions. We're just going to go along with our sports lives. We're not going to make any jokes about it. We're just going to live our lives so the story doesn't resurface again, right? Right? At least until her PR people make it all about like her ghosting him or something like that. It doesn't work out. And then it'll be like another big storyline, right? But if we don't want to talk about it, they don't want to talk about it. How about this? Let's just let's move on. 
Let's just move on. Speaking of people we just can't seem to move on, uh, Keyshawn Johnson uh, doubled down on his Dion comments this week, I saw. If you saw it on Monday, he was, uh, how do we put this? He was upset that Oregon got help from other coaches, allegedly, to beat Colorado. Wouldn't have beat Colorado unless they got all this help. The entire coaching community came out in force to stop the national menace known as, as Deion Sanders in Colorado. Come on. You mean to tell me coaches don't call friends? Rivals don't call people up? Give you tips and tricks? It happens all the time. But I don't think you watch the results of that game. I, I, how much How much of a difference did it really make? Then Keyshawn doubled down on this, called uh, Landon a bully for running up the score against poor Colorado. The number 19 team in the country, poor Colorado. Because Oregon, you know, late in that one, uh, they, they, they were up. At the half, 35 to nothing, and then they hung a whole single touchdown in the second half. Bully football. Really? You're a top 25 team in the country. You're supposed to be stopping people on defense. You can't do it. That's a you problem. That's not Oregon's fault. And, of course, Oregon released that little uh, hype video. And by little, I mean it was like five minutes long and way too long. And you had Colorado players taunting and shouting things, and I know that's a common occurrence, everything like that, but you cannot dish it out and then not take it too. That's just the way of the world. Now you make them look weaker when you got to stand up and say things like that. They don't need that. They're not going to grow as a team. They're not going to grow as coaches. They're not going to grow as young men. If they got you out here, go, ah, bullied them around there. They scored one touchdown in the middle of the third quarter in the second half. That was it. You lost that game in the closing seconds of the first half. It was done. No bullying about it. You came out, you laid an egg. You move on to the next one. You try to be better. That's that's all you can do. I, what else? Stop making excuses. You cannot tell me that people don't like, you know, when it goes good, you can't demand flowers, and then when it goes bad, just make the excuses all the time. Be real. Be objective. It's fine. But I go back to this, and Charter says it all the time. It's your job as a defense. This goes with the uh, with the Broncos. Chad Payton was not asking for excuses. Yet people were saying, oh, gosh. Dolphins running up the score. Bullies. Poor sportsmanship. What do you want them to do? Go out there and just run a fullback dive three times every time and then put the defense out there constantly? not like they're trying to chuck the ball 40, 50 yards down the field after they're already up like 50 to nothing. They're not going for deep bombs over and over. If you stop me and put them third down and behind the sticks, of course they're going to throw the football down the field. you got to. 
I just wanted everybody to get so particular. I mean, you can tell when a team is intentionally running up a score and when a team is just continuing to play, but they are a dominant team. I've watched enough 1A football. I've seen enough West Lafayette football games. I know when they're trying to send a message, and I know when it's, hey, they're just running what they normally do. It shouldn't be their fault, and they shouldn't be looked down because you continued to struggle to stop it. Is what it is. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show. Big thank you guys for listening. Very, 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 very last chance. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. It's your chance to win Purdue Illinois football tickets. This is my last pair. They're good seats. If you want to go, text Boiler Up 765-447-4080. And uh, the machine's going to try out a winner for me here in just a few minutes. So if you want to go, this is the very last chance to do that. I um, Do I have any more tickets for the rest of this week? Well, we got football's not until October the 14th, and then, uh, well, heck, you know what? Let's give away volleyball tickets tomorrow. They take on Illinois next week, Wednesday the 4th. Gosh, it's already October next week. Ugh. Christmas stuff's going to be out there before I know it. So, yes, more tickets tomorrow, as well as Shane Fry and Coach Brian A. That's tomorrow back here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017.